Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing learning in the Sefer Lakute Maran. We were last learning about how to best connect to the tzaddik, to a Talmud Chacham, to a righteous individual. We explored the idea of seeing them and learning their Torah. We explored the idea of giving tzedakah to them and the institutions which they both lead and support, as well as verbal confession, vidui devarim to a Talmud Chacham, continuing in our Sefer here we go. V'zeh perish. And this is the meaning of when the Pasuk says, V'yikbor oiso bagai, that God buried him, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu, in the valley. Zebachin is ayin. This is referring to the nothingness, Kemosh like it says in the Pasuk, kol ge yinaseh. All of the valleys should be elevated. There's a reference, a clear reference to things that are low, really are high, talking about a state of of pride and haughtiness. That uh, seems like a highness, but it's actually low, spiritually speaking. And when a person is humble, like Moshe Rabbeinu, that level of lowness, that valley, if you will, like the Pasuk here is referring to, is actually a tremendous level, and it will be elevated. Be'eretz Moav, in the land of Moav, Zebachin is Malchus. This is the concept of kingship. Shedavid Bama Moav, because King David comes from the people of Moav. Shenistalek Moshe Batzeich, that by Moshe Rabbeinu nullifying himself, he went into the space of totally giving over his, his will, his actions, and his life to that of the Rabbonu Sha'olim, to God himself. Seemingly making yourself so low is actually such a tremendous height in Avodah Hashem. And this godly desire, that is, clothed in his will, Bismunas Osios, takes the shape of letters, Bivichinus Malchus, which is the concept of kingship, as we learned about before. like I said in the Pasik, Bechol Makum Sha'ata Maitzi in every place that you find his greatness, Hainu Malchus Bechinus Raivin, Sham Ata Maitzi, Raiva, Ratzon Ein Sof. That every place you find his greatness, you will also find his humility. Greatness and humility go hand in hand. And this is the opposite of the Beit Paor. What exactly is that? As our rabbis say, Why is its name Paor? We're speaking about Baal Paor, and the archetype of all Avodah of idolatry. And specifically with this Baal Paor, the way that one served it was in the most vile of ways through defecation in front of this idol. The more putrid the level of refuse, the greater the worship was. So why is it called Paor? Al Shem Hapoyer Piv, because the mouth is wide open. The imagery is rather explicit in regards to the particular way that one serves this idol. Because when one blemishes the Malchus, then Paor, this Avodazara, this idol, then has the power to open its mouth wide with the negative con- combination of letters, as we learned about earlier in the Torah. However, Moshe Rabbeinu fixed this ultimate aspect of Malchus, and as a result, Paor could not open its mouth so wide, meaning the greater level of fix of one's verbal faculties, the lower the other side has power, and vice versa. And this is when we learn from Chazal that no man knew. Meaning, the burial place of Moshe Rabbeinu, even Moshe didn't know. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was totally nullified 
to the Ein Sof. And all of this was in his death. However, during his lifetime, he also was separating himself from physicality as he continued to attach himself to this ultimate light of the Ein Sof. This stripping away of the physicality is connected to the concept in, the, in Yechezkel when it says that all the animals ran and returned. This concept, Ratzov Ashoiv, is so foundational when it comes to Jewish living, when it comes to Avaidas Hashem. We have to run, and sometimes we're going to fall back. We're going to run, and we're going to fall back. There is a reality in this world that is stuck to the physical. Moshe Rabbeinu fought that back and forth, Ratz Vashov, Ratz Vashov, and then once he reached the day of his passing, then he was able to totally give himself over. That Ratz Vashov ended because he was completely one with Hashem. This concept of Ratz Vashov comes up in other places and other contexts. Have that in mind as we continue. Because desires our service to him, like it says in the Pasuk. This is found in the Yom Kippur davening, that you, Hashem, desire praise from pounds of dust and lumps of clay. So because of this, it's essential that we continue working. We're not in this state of total negation, but rather we're working in this physical world in order to elevate it until such time that Hashem Himself comes and takes us out of this world. Until then, we have to struggle with the physical and we have to do our best to overcome those challenges. And this is why we see that sometimes when a person becomes inspired when he's davening, he's able to say many, many words with so much excitement. This is because Hashem sends compassion to him and love. And it opens up for him this light of the Ein Sof, and it illuminates this person. And that when a person sees these sparks of inspiration... Even though he might not see it expressively, his mazel does, his soul does. And when his soul is able to see, then that gets ignited and he's able to attach himself a little bit more to that Ein Sof. And to whatever degree that Ein Sof is revealed is specifically commensurate with the amount of words that have been open and started to illuminate. And then when he says these words with great devotion, he's able to totally nullify himself, and then with that nullification comes a greater level of connection to the Ein Sof. There is a cyclical happening here when Hashem shines light on a particular Jew and he's able to daven. That davening then opens up more aspects of the Ein Sof that are able to speak to a person's neshama. He's able to give himself over more to the will of Hashem and then Hashem is even more happy and gives more love and blessing and then he's able to open up even more. And this was the way that Moshe Rabbeinu throughout his lifetime became closer and closer to that ultimate perfection and oneness with the Ein Sof.
ובשעש נזבעת לגבי אין סוף, אזי הוא בחינס ולא ידע איש, שאפילו הוא בעצמו איזה יודע מעצמו. And at this time, when he's totally nullified to the Ein Sof, then he's this concept of a person doesn't know, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu, nor does any man know where Moses was buried. So too, we don't know when you're connected, how high you really are and how connected you are. Seemingly that a person doesn't even know himself any longer. Aval, however, It is necessary that this idea is within the aspect of of the running and returning, in order to preserve a person. If a person was only running towards Hashem, then eventually his neshama would totally leave his body, and the world would not be able to continue to function in that regards, and the tikkunim, the fixes that are necessary on this earth, would not be able to finish. So the running and coming back, the running and coming back allows a person's soul to stay within himself, until which point God Almighty decides to take his soul from his body. Nimsa. We find that when a person is in the shove, in the returning piece, then he needs to be aware of his knowledge. What does that mean? Let's continue and find out. Initially, at the time of great connection to Hashem and nullification and great religious heights, that's when a person is not knowing who or where he is, because it's not about him anymore, it's about God. And that's when this concept of shov kicks in, that a person has to come back, has to return to the realities of this world. Shishav ledaito liyeshuso, to return to his physical state, to his actual being in this world, as shav ledaito, and then when he returns to his knowledge, kishishav ledaito, that when he does, as hu yodea achdus, when he returns back from that high place, so then there is a, an added recognition because of where he was. There's an added recognition and a greater knowledge of the oneness and greatness of the Ein Sof, meaning a person is able to have a greater recognition that Hashem who Elohim, that the aspects of divine judgment and justice are the same as the aspects of divine chesed, that there is not multiple gods, but rather there's one, and it's all God and it's all good. The good and the bad is not good and bad, but rather it's good from that element of God vision, from that higher view. And the height, of course, is relative to how high he ran before he came back. When you're talking about the eternal light, the Ein Sof, there are no changes in will. When you're talking about these changes, it's only in the externalities, in the forms. However, through the connection of a person to this ultimate Ein Sof, that there, there is no change in desire. Rather, it's just a simple desire. This is not simple in simple man's terms, but rather, when do we change our mind? When there was something that we didn't realize before, or there's a new happening, either in space or time or wisdom. With God is beyond space and time and doesn't lack any wisdom. So there will be no reconsiderations. It's all just exactly how it's supposed to be. So when it says Ratzon Pashut, it's a simple desire. It's not simple because anyone is saying that the greatness of God's wisdom is not so great, rather a low level, but no. What he's saying is because there are no impediments that could possibly lead someone to change their mind, that the will is what it is and that's what it is and that's how it's going to stay. 
And after this connection, after this, there's an impression from the achdus that was created. When he reaches the state of dveikus, this ein sof, this connectedness, there's an imprint that that is impressed upon a person to give him a greater understanding of the ultimate oneness, both good and bad, of the God that is all good. And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu said to his generation. Yeah, we say that many, many times in our davening. That it has been clearly demonstrated that your das, your knowledge, that Hashem is Elohim, that the merciful aspects and the judgment aspects are all the same. Because Moshe is this concept of of nothingness, which is the low level connected to the greatest level of das, of knowledge. Vidoro and his generation, hadvukim elav, ra'ui lahem ladas, hainu lahayr ladas, bevachinas ein sof, bevachinas raiva deraivin bechinas Hashem hu alaykim. So therefore it was fitting for the generation that was attached to Moshe Rabbeinu specifically to have that knowledge of Moshe that was attached to the generation illuminate them completely to reach this level of Ein Sof, which is the Raiva Deriven, which is letting us know clearly that Hashem, Huha Elohim, that it's all good and it's all from God. In brief review, we've been exploring the idea of connecting to the Talmud Chacham, to the leader of the generation, and most notably in this particular piece of this Torah is the idea of a Rishimu, of a an imprint. We saw earlier in the Torah that when you do an Avera, God forbid, it's imprinted upon your bones and can, God forbid, go all the way through. And we saw how to fix that. We also saw here that when you attach yourself to greater amounts of the Ein Sof, to higher levels in spirituality, there's a level of knowledge that everything is good and it's all from God that is impressed upon who it is that you are, upon, upon your das. And that allows you to have a greater knowledge that it's all good and it's all from God. Wishing everyone a beautiful day.